If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello, and thank you for joining me again for another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I am back in my office after a great trip to Berlin and Amsterdam for the Vacation Rental Management Association Conference. Had a great four days in Berlin visiting my new grandchild, who's absolutely gorgeous, and and did a lot of sightseeing. I'd never been to Berlin before, so it was it was great to actually spend. We spent three days walking the city, and it was uh, it was quite overwhelming at times. We went, you know, just just we did a night night walk. In fact, that took in the Brandenburg Gate and the Reichstag and the uh, memorial for the six million Jews, which was incredibly moving. If you've never been to Berlin or seen this uh, memorial, which is uh, not far from the Brandenburg Gate, it is it is quite something. Um, hard to describe, but it's just this two acre, two or three acre area of concrete blocks, and they all look level from as you as you walk into it. But as you walk in, you start to go down, and these blocks, which start out at waist height, end up to be way over your head. And and you think at first it's a maze, but in fact you can see to the end of each each row of blocks, and you can go off in in many different directions. But it's incredibly oppressive and overwhelming when you when you get in there. But so simply made and done that yeah, hard. It's very hard to put into words. But I I was amazingly moved at it. It was also interesting to hear from my daughter-in-law who is german uh about you know what it's like to be a german in berlin now and um and to visit this memorial occasionally so uh so yeah but we just had just had a great time the sad thing was was that i i would have loved to have gone to stay in an airbnb um but the the Berlin have banned uh, Airbnbs for less than, I believe it's for less than 30-day stays. And and although you can still find them on Airbnb, there's there's plenty showing on Airbnb. I just don't have the confidence in booking something and uh, and then perhaps arriving to find that uh, that it's it's not available. So I stayed in a local hotel and, and it really brought home to me why I don't like hotels and why I stay in vacation rentals all the time. So when I followed up, followed on my trip with the three nights in Amsterdam, I stayed in a delightful uh, Airbnb apartment and, and met the host who was lovely. And then it was just a five-minute walk from the apartment to the hotel where the conference was being held. And I am so pleased I didn't stay in, in the hotel. Very, you know, usual standard hotel and I'm in Amsterdam I wanted to stay somewhere that was was truly within the city and get the real vibes of the city and that's that's for sure what I did um I could I was actually on a sixth floor I could open my window and there was a coffee house below so there were all sorts of aromas coming out of the coffee house um during during the day there were food cooking type aromas um, in the evening, there were smoking type aromas and I could just lean out my window, take one deep breath and boy, did I get a good night's sleep. Sort of took me back a little bit to my youth, but uh, less of that, I think. Uh, the conference was fantastic. It was really great to catch up with so many people. It was it was super to spend some time with Amy Hynote, um, the publisher and editor of VRM Intel with Antonio Bortolotti, with Alan Egan, with Jessica Gillingham, who is a PR expert, a vacation rental PR expert, who I'm actually having on the show 
in a few weeks' time. I also connected with Naveen Sharma from um, Logify, also getting him on the show, and Henry Bennett from You're Welcome, which is the the tablet that I'm going to be talking about uh, in probably next week's podcast. So stay tuned for that one. But I will be doing an episode that is on the conference that talks about the conference, why we why I get so much value from attending conferences. Uh, I also did my presentation on um, owner acquisition and retention, which was uh, directed at, um, at managers, management companies, mainly small management companies that are finding it more difficult now to attract new property owners to their management portfolios. So I had a really good turnout for that and some, some great feedback. So, so if you're listening and, um, and you were there, thank you very much for coming. And, uh, and I hope you found it useful. I was also delighted to um, hear from a couple of people who listen to the podcast. It's always so nice to hear that. Um, unfortunately, I didn't catch your names. I didn't take your business cards to the two gentlemen from Poland who who run a small management company? I just so enjoyed talking to you, and uh, and thank you for, for 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 telling me how much you enjoyed the podcast. That was that was really such a um, you know such a great feeling to know that that I have listeners from around the world. So so for those of you who did uh, come by, have a chat, and said you listened. You don't know how much I appreciate that. It is it, it makes what I'm doing here so worthwhile. So we talked a bit about uh, I've talked a bit about Airbnb, and uh, and while I was on the plane, I was reading the Airbnb story by Lee Gallagher. I really highly recommend this book. It's uh, if you're interested in how Airbnb uh, got started and all the difficulties they had in the beginning with an idea that they never thought would come to anything. It was all a crazy, it will never work idea, um, which went through a lot of different iterations before it, it became the sort of megalith it now is. You know, this totally, this this disruptive force that Airbnb now is. And I've, um, you know, picked up a lot from the book. I'm going to be doing, hopefully, an interview with Lee Gallagher in the future. It was meant to happen this week. Um, but um, I've got so many interviews now scheduled leading up to the Vacation Rental Success Summit that I'm going to have to just postpone that. But it actually gives me more of a chance to really read through the book, the Airbnb story, and uh, and and listen to you, my listeners. If if you read it and you've got questions that you'd like me to ask um, when I interview Lee, then um, maybe you can let me have them, and I will definitely pass them on. So moving back to Airbnb, uh, as as you know, they are they have um, signed on to be the platinum sponsor for the Vacation Rental Success Summit, and and I was so delighted to meet um, uh, Andrea Diamond of, um, fr- from the Airbnb Toronto office uh, in, uh, at, 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 the, uh, at the venue, at the BMO Centre, just a couple of weeks ago. Andrea is a regional manager for Airbnb Canada, and she leads the sort of Airbnb regional operations across uh, Central and Eastern Canada, which of course takes in my area of Ontario. And, and as a property manager, I have just gone into discussions uh, with Andrea about starting to include some of our properties on the platform. This is a real, um, this is a really different move for us because I, like many others, have so, have, have been considering Airbnb to be so much more of an urban platform rather than something that would service our rural areas. But, you know, I, I listen to so many owners out in our country regions, um, particularly when I was, at, I was at the Ottawa show, the Ottawa Cottage show a few weeks ago, and spoke to so many owners who said to me, um, are you on Airbnb? We do Airbnb all the time. So, you know, even out in our country regions, they're using Airbnb as a verb. And, 
I thought it would be great since we have Airbnb as our platinum sponsor for the Vacation Rental Success Summit, which is absolutely amazing that um, that we should have um, Andrea come and join me uh, on the show. Um, at the end of this interview, I'm going to make an announcement myself, which is that um, that we have finally filled the final slot for keynote speaker uh, at the Vacation Rental Success Summit in Toronto on May the 6th and 7th. Or is it May the 5th and 6th? Oh dear, I really should know when this is on. Just hold on a second. I'm actually, I feel really bad about this because I should really, really know when this is. So let me just take a quick look and I shall tell you exactly when it is. It's May the 6th and 7th. But I know I've got the 5th in mind. That's because on the Friday before the two-day conference, I'm doing a one-day workshop, a one-day everything you need to know about vacation rentals workshop. So, and in fact, I'm going to tailor it to my audience. So for those of you who are already signed up for that workshop, which is going to be a very small, unique workshop, just me and um, and you, basically, in a room, we're going to be going through every aspect of the vacation rental business. So I'm doing that on the Friday the 5th. So that's why I had the 5th in mind as part of the conference. So for those of you who have um, who are perhaps on the fence a little bit about signing up for the conference, um, hang on until we get to the end of this interview where I'm going to be, or in fact, um, Mike is going to be um, announcing who our final speaker is. And we're really excited. And for anyone who's been on to um, cottageblogger.com and has, uh, has submitted their guess as to who it might be, um, you should listen through to the end. Because um, anyone who guesses correctly is going to get two free tickets to the conference. Okay, let's... You've, you've listened to me enough today. Let's... Uh, Move on over, without further ado, to my conversation with Andrea Diamond of Airbnb. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today Andrea Diamond from Airbnb. And Andrea is the regional manager of Airbnb Canada. So, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me. It's always good to have, to have, a, to have a Canadian join me because usually I'm, I'm interviewing Brits and I'm interviewing Americans and I don't spend enough time in my own country. So welcome. Thank you so much, Heather. I'm so excited to be here as well. And it's, it's great to speak to a fellow Canadian. <laughs> well, you know, to, in full transparency, this is the second time we've spoken today because this morning <laughs> we were talking about um, adding properties from my property management company to Airbnb. And this is a, a first for us. So we are really, really excited about working with you closely on that. So that's up and coming. So, yeah, second time talking today. Um, so I've looked at your LinkedIn profile. You have a really interesting background. You've done a lot in your past. So share whatever you want with us and tell us, you know, how you got to where you, from, from what you were doing to what you're doing now at Airbnb. Sure. Yes, I have a, I have a very different uh, background. Um, so I've been with Airbnb for about two and a half years now in the Canada office uh, based in Toronto. Uh, we actually opened the Canadian office only 2.5 years ago. Um, so I was the second employee for Canada. Um, Aaron Zifkin, who's our regional director of the Americas, being the first. And uh, we started off um, just getting to know all the Airbnb host community. Uh, at that point, we had already had over 30,000 um, hosts in Canada, but had never met them and never understood, you know, our company never spent time getting to know the uniqueness of Canada. So in my first year at Airbnb, uh, I spent time getting to know our community and building our host community. Um, and then in my second year, really focusing on global impact projects. Um, so things like co-hosting, which is a brand new tool that we rolled out globally and testing that in market and thinking about how we measure our engagement and give back to the community. And now kicking it off with um, regional manager for Canada, 
Uh, my background, though, is quite different. I actually spent um, a good chunk of my life, um, about nine years, living in Israel and working in Israeli-Palestinian peace relations. So something very, very different. And clearly, I solved that issue, so no problem. <laughs> um, but um, really, there's a lot of, as different as it sounds, there was actually a lot of um, crossover in terms of being incredibly mission-driven, which Airbnb is all about um, mission-driven, and also working really closely with stakeholders and partners on the ground, which is very similar to the way we view as working with hosts on the ground, which is building partnership and kind of grassroots um, movement. Um, so as different as it sounds, it's actually a lot of skills were quite transferable at that time. So, so what, what, what was it about Airbnb that attracted you? Well, I actually uh, started hosting on Airbnb, uh, must be about six years ago now, when I was living in Tel Aviv. My husband and I were going away traveling uh, for three months in New Zealand, and we had this apartment, and you know, rent is very, very expensive in Tel Aviv, and we didn't know what to do with it. So we came across this Airbnb thing and decided to um, you know, see if we could get some guests. And I think within a couple days, we had a whole bunch of inquiries. And it ended up being amazing because not only were we, you know, making more money than our rent at that time, um, just to cover, you know, two weeks of the time, but also, um, but also I really turned out to really enjoy, you know, hosting others and giving them a really fun experience in Tel Aviv. I was leaving people maps and uh, I started to draw out uh, locations of my favorite restaurants. And, you know, I developed friendships with these people, even though we hadn't actually met in person, some of them. So that's kind of how I got, you know, interested in this Airbnb as a host. And then from there, I've been, you know, following the company since, of course. So so you moved to Toronto and then got the job with Airbnb or was it vice versa? No, I moved to Toronto and then got the job. So I was, uh, we moved to Toronto about like three, three and a half years ago, we moved back. Um, and then, yep, got the job with Airbnb. Wow. And, yeah. and so t tell us a little bit about what it's like to work for them. Oh, I mean, I, I pinch myself most days, to be honest. Uh, I don't want to sound too gushy, but it is uh, probably, I'm very, I feel very lucky to work at Airbnb, um, mostly because the people. Uh, we employ some of the smartest, most interesting people around the world. And people who are really mission driven as a company, we have a really strong culture and we really are, uh, some companies can just have taglines. Um, but ours, which is belong anywhere is something we really hold to a high standard, um, in a lot of different ways. So it's, it's been great being at a company that's so passionate that has so many people with so much passion at the same time, we have been growing exponentially, uh, for since we were founded in 2008, which means our business moves so quickly, meaning day to day, things are changing all the time so fast. So it's a, uh, it's a really crazy roller coaster. We work at like Mach four speeds here. Well, I, I was just saying in the introduction that I've, uh, on my flights backwards and forwards to Europe last, last week, I was reading the Airbnb story by Lee Gallagher and, and that that's been a real eye opener for me as to, you know, going right back to the beginning as to how, how the company was founded. And, and, and so I can completely understand after reading that, what you're saying about the, the energy and the drive and the mission and, and everything that, that, that's combining into making Airbnb what it is today. So I have recommended this as a really good read. Yeah, it's a fascinating story, I think, from the beginning, because it happened so organically. Um, our founders were living in an apartment in San Francisco, and the um, landlord had raised the rent, and they didn't know how they were going to make money. So there was a design conference coming to town, and all the hotels were booked up, and they decided, you know, they had a couple air mattresses, and they had some cereal. <laughs> so... They quickly threw up a website, called it Air Bed and Breakfast, and three different people booked to stay with them. And they caught on to something that was pretty unique since then. So it's it's an interesting story that I think shows kind of the Airbnb coming out of a need yeah. rather than just uh, an idea in a room. 
Well, that's a great segue into my next question for you because um, from the beginning, it was it was seen as um, a home sharing platform where where guests would come in and the host would be there and you know share their uh, air mattress, I guess, um, and more as an urban option. But we're seeing now that Airbnb is moving into um, into different markets, into the traditional vacation rental market. I mean, I know it's still urban, but I, I know I've I've stayed in two Airbnbs in the past couple of weeks. Both are both were whole homes. That's how I prefer to travel. I'm I'm not a great sharer. Um, you know, I, I I just like to 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 do my own thing. But I met a couple of people in Amsterdam who were who who had um, hosts on site, and they were loving it just as much. So, to tell me about this um, the, this progress from the original home sharing idea into the traditional market, in the traditional vacation rental markets, as as seen sort of on Home Away and VRBO. Yeah, yeah, I know that's great. Um, I would say, you know, Airbnb, as you said, started as this sharing economy, really well known in urban spaces. Um, and it's interesting because actually, uh, for years now, the majority of our properties, even in urban spaces, are actually kind of entire homes. So, you know, 60% above um, our entire homes, and then maybe 25% are private rooms in people's listings. So, but again, very different from the vacation rental market. These are people who, like me, might go away on vacation for a couple weeks and put up their place. It's usually their primary residence. Um, and that's Airbnb has really been dominating in the urban space for, since we were founded. But now what we're actually seeing, I mean, we 150 million guests have traveled with Airbnb, which is an unbelievable number. And what we're seeing is those guests are actually now looking for more space in the vacation in traditional rate vacation rental areas. Um, so they want that luxury um, entire home vacation space feel. So think of ski or beach um, or, you know, cottages kind of style. And that's a huge demand and a huge segment of, family travel and millennial family travel, uh, which Airbnb really dominates in. So we see that growth on the demand side and on the supply side, on the way that we really want to be working with vacation rental managers, it's a total, it's, it's a very different way of working. It's not one property. It's oftentimes multiple properties and sometimes the host isn't present there. So what does that mean to us as a brand and what does that mean to us in terms of belonging anywhere and making sure that sense is coming through? So in the past, I would say year and a half in Europe and in the United States, uh, we've worked on a brand new set of tools and products available to property managers or people in the vacation rental space um, to take advantage of on Airbnb that allow you to manage your property um, much in the way you would um, in other platforms, but with the benefit that Airbnb brings with a partnership with our hosts. Um, so in that sense, it's been going great. Uh, we've seen millions of dollars um, come into tourist areas in Europe and in the U.S. Um, for small regions that would have never seen it before, bringing in a ton of new guests and tourism into regions, which has been really, really successful and really the property managers, the feedback has been so positive. So we now get to deploy this in Canada, which is really, really exciting. And that's going to be a big po focus for me this year. Well, you know, as, as evidenced by our discussion this morning, um, you know, it's uh, as, as a property manager in Ontario, um, three years ago, we would not have considered Airbnb as, as something that we might, might work with because, you know, we're out in the rural rural destinations I mean you said when we were chatting beforehand that you've been you were driving up um through cottage country a few days ago so you know what I'm talking about it's it's exactly. it's sort of like the 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 complete opposite from the what what you'd think that uh, the Airbnb stand for but it's interesting that this Canadian connection goes on with Airbnb acquiring luxury retreats um recently uh so so that sort of ties into the changes that or the is it changes or is it just you know airbnb becoming more all-encompassing um you know gone from 
air mattresses to luxury 4000 luxury homes in destinations around the world yeah i mean airbnb we've always had a huge scale and a large variety of of different properties on our site i mean everything from castles to tree houses um so there was a large scale between luxury and you know a uh, private room kind of accommodation I think with um, now with bringing on luxury retreats, which we're really excited about, um, it's really about expanding that reach in the luxury area and kind of putting more focus on what it means, what does a luxury stay mean, and what are the experiences around that. Yeah, um, I, w- I was so I was so interested in that. Uh, I, I didn't even it hadn't really registered with me that this had had happened. Um, until I, I heard about it at uh, when we're, when I was in Amsterdam, and uh, yeah, yeah, got me looking and thinking, wow, that's uh, that's that's an amazing acquisition, and uh, we shall see how how that all pans out. I want to move on to something that is is the, at the core for for me, it's at the core of um, of of being a, a guest at uh, or, or booking with Airbnb, and that's reviews. You know, when um, I remember when the the first issue of reviews came out and it was way, way back, you know, t- eight, ten, nine years ago when all of a sudden and it, it was another platform that started putting um, live what they called live reviews. And it was a, for, for homeowners. It was the scariest thing. And I remember the huge outcry amongst homeowners who said, what, what do you mean we can't edit them? <laughs> You know, we, we, we can't take out the negative ones and we, we can't stop people saying nasty things about us. And it's, it's really interesting how that uh, reaction all those years ago has, has turned into something that everybody takes completely for granted now. And homeowners are constantly looking for their reviews and they can't wait to get the next review. But where you've done it differently, of course, is that... Um, this is a sort of peer-to-peer review that that um, owners and guests can um, review each other. Um, I found it interesting when I've I've stayed at, at my first Airbnb a couple of weeks ago in Ottawa, mm-hmm. and then I wrote my review afterwards, and then the owner reviewed me, and and it's like, wow, look at this! I've got a five well, a five star review. They think I'm really nice. <laughs> And, and I was just really blown away by by getting this review because it's it's not something that's that's done on any other platform at the moment. Um, how um, what what's your view on on that impact and the effectiveness of it, and what part does it play in that in the overall Airbnb picture? Sure, um, and congratulations on five star review. That's a good one. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't think they give their. You, you don't get five stars for guests, but um, she was very, she was very effusive, and so was my host in Amsterdam. The only thing is, is that it, it got me thinking. Well, I don't really want to say anything negative about about a place, um, you know, up front, um, because I don't want to be reviewed badly. But I, I understand that nobody sees these reviews. You know, host doesn't see my review before they write their own. I don't think. Exactly. We've made it a double line for that reason. So people wouldn't feel bad if they had to communicate something. So uh, that's the way it works. You don't see each other's reviews until both people have reviewed each other. Um, And then after 14 days, if no one, if you're, let's say your host didn't review you, it'll go live anyways. It's just a way to kind of push everybody to review one another. But I mean, at Airbnb, reviews are really the cornerstone, I would say, of our platform. Trust is everything. Um, and reviews really make that possible, that trust possible. Um, reviews are a way for hosts to, for guests to feel really comfortable about booking with a host in their home or no matter where they're going to understand expectations and then vice versa for a host or an owner to feel really good or confident that this person is, um, going to be getting getting the, the experience that they expect as well and that they're the right person for them. Um, it's incredible how much reviews and how powerful reviews can be. We've recently just um, even constantly are making positive changes to the review system. So right now um, 
we're just providing more and more feedback for hosts on the reviews. Hosts are reviewed on um, based on different criteria, and guests can communicate uh, privately in messages to the hosts um, about things that they thought were great or things they thought they could improve upon. And Heather, I know, I mean, we were just chatting about this. You speak a lot about, um, you know, different things hosts can improve upon. Maybe they don't know what it's like if they've never traveled um, um, in a vacation home before, if they've never had that experience. And so guests can really provide that to them to say, and in privately, so it's not necessarily on your on your um, on your listing, but to say, hey, you know, I had a really great stay. Would have been really good if there was a lamp next to the bed. Just a tip for you. And our hosts find these incredibly valuable, and they can make improvements really quickly that way to their to their place and f- the experience for future guests. Um, I think reviews right now, in general, in the world, are incredibly important. You think about eBay. Uh, you think about apps on the App Store. Uh, reviews have become a currency in our modern world and Airbnb is just one of those ways that we really ensure trust is happening on the platform with them. Yeah, I think it, it, it's something that's 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 just become a part of our buying process, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't there 10 years ago, but now you wouldn't, cons- you know, I, I'm the greatest advocate of Wayfair.ca. Um, I've just renovated my cottage and just... Re- refurnished via Wayfair and and on <laughs> even for a rug you know I want to buy a rug and of course it's sight unseen so you don't know but there's four and a half thousand reviews for this rug I'm not going to go through and read all four and a half thousand reviews but if you know if, if it's if it's generally a four and a half five star rating across all those it's got to be pretty good and yeah I'd, I'd almost be reluctant now to buy anything if it doesn't have a couple of reviews I could look at and I I was I was sort of examining my buying process recently just because of that you know because I spent most of my life buying things without without relying on what somebody else says and, mm-hmm. and I started to think about, you know, how is this impacting so many people now that they can't go and do this? They can't, they can't do this thing by themselves. But then my thought process is turned to, well, these things are out there. It's just a helpful process. It's just a helpful process. And I mean, I, it's so funny now. I don't even buy, you know, a coffee table without seeing reviews. Um, but on Airbnb, we know firsthand, especially given research and the millions of travels, travelers we had, there are two most important things. And I think there are things you say as well, um, for recommendations. And the first thing is photos. Obviously photos are crucial, but also reviews. Reviews are the second most and almost most important thing that guests are reading when they come to look, um, for a place to stay. So they're very, very important um, to get uh, positive reviews and those reviews on listings. Well, this this is something that uh, that we're going to take um, you know great heed of when we when when we start listing our managed properties with you. Yes. Um, and I think it's you know for, for for us it's something that we can share with our owners and say you know you really are going to be held accountable now. Uh, at the moment, it's that there is the opportunity for people to review, but it's not so, let's say, in your face as it is with Airbnb. When somebody's completed their vacation, they're going to get the immediate um, notification that says, hope you've had a great time and now's the time for you to review it. Um, yeah. And I, I like that the, the, two ta- the two times, you know, my, in my huge experience of this, <laughs> both times, the moment I've opened that email, I thought, oh, well, I'll do it now. And and gone ahead and immediately done the review. So so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that works. But as I say, I, you know, it's it's holding owners accountable is is certainly a, you know a good a good part of it. So we we talked you know we talked this morning when we were talking about our property management company. We talked about um, instant booking. And, and this is, I, I know because I've read all the research that millennials like instant booking 
and and I know that millennials are now our you know we're targeting these because they are young families and they're they're the travelers of of the future um the thing about instant booking and this is what I hear from a lot of owners is that you know it it really doesn't allow that exchange of information and, and relationship creation they want before accepting a reservation um can you can you comment on that how how far um how, you know can an owner feel really confident about instant booking just from a guest profile yeah i, I think you bring up it's a great point um i really i almost wish we would rename it something else instead of instant book because it makes it sound um so much you know like lightning faster <laughs> um a little bit intimidating i think on the owner side as well um instant book we we've, we've We've iterated a lot on that product. Um, I would say everything on Airbnb is very much every change or every update we make on our platform has been informed by our host community worldwide and instant book being one of those as well. So we notice, as you say, huge demand from millennial family travelers. People want to book instantly. Um, you know, you book instantly for other types of travel or stays. Um, they, they want the same experience on Airbnb. Um, so on the owner side, it's great to have it because you'll probably get more bookings that way. Um, what we've done though, is that we've created some, some ways you can, um, tailor who's booking with you. So it's not just anybody can book with you now that you have instant book on. We've adapted it to make it, um, based on your requirements. So for example, you can set instant book for people who have only been positively reviewed can stay with you. So that means guests who have been positively reviewed, stayed on Airbnb in the past, um, are allowed to book with you. Otherwise, um, they can't. Or guests who are verified, meaning they have verified their government-issued ID on our website, their LinkedIn, their Facebook profiles, can book instantly. If they haven't, they cannot. Um, on top of that, we've also heard from folks that instant book, um, has just made life a lot easier. So with all those fails, uh, those, those safety or those requirements involved there, which is positive reviewed, um, number of people in the party, there's none of, there's a lot, lot less of that back and forth discussion and having to turn people away, but rather it's that upfront, okay, well, you know, this is how many people we can accommodate. This is the length of stay requirement. You must have been positively reviewed. You must have a verified ID. And then they go ahead and just make that booking. Um, so in general, I think it's been really, really positive. We have a huge amount of adoption on instant book. We see more and more people taking advantage of it. I think it's just a matter of commute on our end, just communicating what the, what the benefits are and how it works. I would rename it if I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I know that, you know, the jury's going to be out on it for a long time until, but, but, you know, it's like reviews. I, I, I really think that this is, yeah. you know, 10 years ago we were, it, the, the anti-review brigade was massive and now there is nobody out there who, or I don't think there's anybody out there anymore who wouldn't positively, positively welcome a review. So I'm guessing that um, change will happen and people will come around to accepting it that it is it is the new face of of this industry which is growing so exponentially at the moment absolutely i think instant book is to huge benefit to to hosts owners and to guests um and as you say i think it's it's we're seeing a huge amount of adoption um majority of bookings now are happening on instant book worldwide for airbnb um I think it's just uh, a process of, you know, changing with the times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Trips was announced at the Airbnb Open. Um, tell us a little bit just about what it is and what the take-up's been. Uh, Trips is an incredibly exciting announcement. Trips is a brand new um, product we launched in November at the Open, as you say. It's the idea of bringing together amazing homes and with authentic local experiences um, with insiders in your city. So trips are the idea that a local um, from the place you're traveling, doesn't have to be a city or a region, 
uh, can provide you with a really authentic side of the city through a local lens, whether it's something of a passion of a foodie tour or uh, a nature walk or even going to see uh, how robotics are made. <laughs> That's a trip in Toronto right now um, at a robotics lab. These are ways to really immerse, immerse yourself in, in a community when you come and stay. What we see is people really want more authentic local experiences. Um, they want to come and, you know, go to the local market, eat the local food, meet real people living there. And this is a really amazing way to basically transform people's travel experiences. And, uh, so, and I'm assuming yep. it's translatable out to rural areas as well. Absolutely. So uh, in, I, just as example, we just launched a couple weeks ago in Toronto, so very new. And there are two experiences uh, outside of the city. One's in Kingston, uh, which is about you know, three hours or so from Toronto where there's a really cool nature walk and one in Niagara area. Um, so definitely outside the city, we've launched globally now in Tokyo, Seoul, London, Cape Town, uh, Nairobi, um, San Francisco, and it's just so much fun. Um, as a traveler, I love it because I get to show up in a place I've never been before and meet local real people uh, who are interested in the same passions as me. And most of the time that's food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who, um, who makes his own maple syrup. And, okay. you know, he, he has, um, he has a, 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 a woodlot and, uh, of maples. And for a couple of days, every spring, he goes out there and he taps all his trees and he does it all traditionally. You know, he, he lights his fire and then he he boils maple syrup for two days. And I thought that that sort of came to mind when I was when I was looking at what we were going to be talking about. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that's some 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 sort of of idea that could be translated into a trip, you know, come and see maple syrup being made absolutely as it was originally not not with all these vats that they do it in exactly those are exactly the types of unique and authentic experiences people want to understand even locals in the city mm -hmm. i had a great meeting uh, as you said i was up north last week and i happened to stumble in um in halliburton into their tourism stakeholders meeting and you can see immediately trips is going to be a great way for um or areas or regions to diversify their tourism away from, you know, busy city centers and empower local people to benefit from that tourism coming in. So I'm really excited about what it's going to be able to do for economies as well um, in the region. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I will be, I'll be interested to see how, how that, that, that pans out. Um, Andrea, it's been an absolute delight to, to talk with you. Um, I'm looking forward to working with you more personally on, on the property management side and also to, to, to see you at the Vacation Rental Success Summit where um, um, I'm sure you're going to be there when, when, um, when that launches on the 6th and 7th of May. I just want to thank you again for signing up as our platinum sponsor. I'm so excited for it, Heather, and I'm so excited to be on this podcast today. Um, it's been great chatting with you and I can't wait for all the fun things we get to do this year. <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. So that was a fantastic conversation with Andrea Diamond. And um, I, I learned a lot, as, as I said, we're just sort of starting out a relationship with Airbnb. And, and it's really interesting to be at at that stage, I'm actually experiencing what property managers will be experiencing when, when and if they enter this relationship. So thank you to Andrea for joining me. And well, I shall look forward to seeing her at, uh, at VRSS as we, uh, we discussed. So talking about VRSS, I should have, um, I should have employed a drum roll here, but uh, not to worry. Um, I will just simply introduce my business partner, and son, Mike Bayer, uh, and he is going to make the announcement as to who the final keynote speaker is going to be at Vacation Rental Success Summit 2017. Gosh, Mike, I'm out of breath now. 
I know it, it's it's been a very very busy and exciting uh, week. Uh, I guess since we uh, were able to put together um, and connect with who our, our mystery speaker, in inverted commas, is going to be. Uh, and as many of you may have seen, over the last few days, we have been putting out lots of promotion about who this mystery speaker is because it's a big deal. I mean, we re- really wanted to make sure that we had somebody um, who would really be able to talk to the industry, um, you know, have have the bird's eye view of what's going on. I guess just a little bit of backstory on the reason why we – we, we chose this person was was because uh, actually it was uh, one of our presenters for Vacational Success Summit, um, Evelyn Badia. Um, she was schooling me on um, the differences between an Airbnb host and a vacation rental owner. Now, as, as you'd mentioned with your, in your interview with Andrea, um, is that you know we have not done a lot of teachings or learning about Airbnb. It just it just hasn't fit in with our marketing portfolio until now, um, and I didn't really understand the the fundamental differences between an Airbnb host uh, versus a vacation rental owner. And I think what's interesting is that Airbnb, as, as, as Andrea discussed, are learning more about moving out of the urban environment and moving more into rural and higher populations of, of vacation rental properties outside of urban areas. And I am very, very happy to announce that for VRSS 2017 being held in Toronto on uh, May 6th and 7th, uh, we have the awesome Aaron Zifkin, who is the regional director for the Americas for Airbnb. So he pretty much is in charge of operations for the whole of North and South America. Um, he is an excellent speaker, and he has uh, a lot of experience in the rapid growth um, that Airbnb is experiencing, but also seeing the changes in the vacation rental space as a whole, obviously with managing such a, a huge geographical area. He's seeing a lot of changes, uh, all kinds of things to do with uh, rental restrictions and uh, especially in urban areas, but obviously seeing how we're able to tackle those in urban areas that can move into rural settings as well. So so we're very, very excited. Um, Aaron Zifkin is going to be our mystery guest speaker um, from Airbnb. And uh, yeah, we are very, very excited. It's, it's interesting, actually, that uh, that when we started out at the very beginning, talking about who we would have to do the keynote speaking at um, at the summit, that uh, our Aaron was amongst our um, first picks right at the very outset before Airbnb came on as a platinum sponsor. So it's actually got nothing to do with them <laughs> sponsoring the event um, because we we wanted him at the outset. So I am I am really um, really delighted that um, that he will be uh, be with us for one of our keynote slots. Yeah, well, I think what was interesting is one of the reasons we were looking at Aaron, but it was because at the time he was the uh, the country manager for Canada, uh, and then obviously now he's he stepped up into looking after the operations for the whole of uh, the Americas. So it's it's obviously being Toronto, it's kind of nice to have a bit of a local feel, but now uh, obviously he has a much more. Um, a wider perspective of uh, of the business as the um, regional director for uh, for the Americas. Our whole ethos behind the Vacation Rental Success Summit is always to be as unbiased of any singular product or service. Um, and uh, I know obviously we are featuring Airbnb a little bit more heavily this year, but there are still um, we have a secondary sponsor um, who is our gold sponsor, Canada Stays, is going to be back with us again for a second year. As is uh, VR Supplies, uh, they're also coming back for a second year as well. Um, so we're still uh, there's still some opportunities for sponsorships. There's still some opportunities for some exhi- um, exhibition space uh, if you're looking to come and display your product or service, um, because it's, you know is bringing together these products and services with managers and owners and realtors and and developing these relationships. Uh, that's the, that's the whole point of this event is to give a broad spectrum look at the industry um, and and bring all the players together to allow um, the attendees to have you know a very eyes wide open look at the business and the opportunities that they have presented to them yeah abs- absolutely and uh, and of course we've got you know all our speaker slots are now full um so we've got a massive massively excellent lineup of speakers so you just got to massively go- excellent massively excellent absolutely um i can't think of any more superlatives um, yes. Well, if, if, you, if, you, if you haven't checked out the agenda yet, if you go to vacationrentalsuccesssummit.com uh, in the menu bar at the very top, if you click on the agenda tab, uh, that will open up the agenda and you can actually take a look at all of the speakers who are speaking and the, the topics and uh, the description of each topic as well. 
Um, so definitely uh, get onto that. And then once you buy your ticket, because we know you're all going to want to come, come and meet Heather, come and meet myself, especially if you're a, a loyal listener to the uh, Vacation Rental Success podcast. Um, but when you buy your ticket, you'll also get access to the Vacation Rental Success um, app as well, because we have an app that we've had created for the event. Um, this will allow you to connect with all the attendees who are there. It'll also allow you to have all the um, uh, the contact information for all the exhibitors, sponsors. Um, so you're going to be able to have a really nice uh, directory of, of everybody who's attending the event. Um, so you can kind of keep in touch and, and maintain those relationships. Yep, it's going to be awesome. It is indeed. But uh, that's it for me because i got to get back to promoting stuff. So I'm going to leave you to it to finish off the episode. And thanks so much for having me on. Thank you very much. See you soon. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for joining me. And really, that's it for today. Uh, I've um, I've had a lot of fun talking to Andrea. It really is like sitting next to next to her on on a on a couch with a cup of coffee. So you know, if you're coming to VRSS, you'll you'll get to meet her. She's um, just such a, a an interesting person to talk to. Um, I'm I'm loving that she's getting out into rural Ontario, getting out of of the city. Um, more people should be doing that. So, yeah, as Mike just said, come along, come and meet everybody, come and network. That's that's really a massive value out of attending a conference. And uh, and I'll be talking a little bit more um, next week about um, my attendance at the uh, Vacation Rental Managers Management Association Conference in Amsterdam um, and talking about some of the products that I saw and um, and tested out. So until then, thank you so much for joining me again. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you and I'll be with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 